Welcome to another episode of Maddie for President. I'm Jim Munchback, or Pops. This is the weekly podcast, a video podcast, empowering kids to be capable, confident, and courageous in an anxious, fearful, chicken-hearted culture. Today, we're going to focus on the golden rule, what every kid needs, what every parent hopes, and what every family wants. Uh, I want to ask a question at the beginning of today's episode. This is a question I've been asking uh, to my students at the University of Houston as we prepare. Actually, we're well into the summer school session of the Money Study Group. The big idea is to become a millionaire by the time you're 50, and the students create a financial plan, and I help them do that, and I coach them through the process. But to start out, I ask the question, imagine five years down the road, what needs to happen in your life for you to feel good about the progress that you've made? I've been thinking about that question for myself as I spend more and more time with Maddie and Caleb. I think about what needs to happen in their life for them to feel good about their progress. And, you know, being two and three, Maddie and Caleb they don't think about those kind of things. So as parents, grandparents, as adults in their lives, giving, providing influence, it's, it's up to us. It's something we get to do. And I have a lot of people in my life who have invested a good deal of planning and purpose in helping prepare their kids to be capable uh, and competent and empowered in this culture of chicken-hearted people. And so I started to think about my vision, my values, and my purpose as it relates to helping Maddie and Caleb grow up to be capable young people. So it's given me a lot to think about. So I just want to pose the question, what about you? If you fast forward the clock in five years, what would need to happen in your life for you to feel good about the progress that you've made? Maybe it's health, diet, and physical fitness, personal growth, and spiritual fitness basic organization and financial fitness. I've been reading, uh, looking for resources, and this is one that I found uh, recently. I bought this at the thrift bookstore, <clears throat> but it's a great uh, influencer, someone from my, my, when I was young, my parents believed James Dobson was like the go-to guy for parenting stuff. So I'm going to read the back of the book while you look at the front of the book. It's a will, is a willful little darling driving you to distraction. Are you wondering where you went wrong as a parent? You may have a strong-willed child. They come into the world smoking a cigar and yelling about the temperature in the delivery room. As toddlers, their greatest delights include painting the carpet with mom's makeup and trying to flush the family cat down the toilet. As older children and teenagers, they're irritable, defiant, and seemingly bent on challenging all forms of authority. Challenging as they are to raise, strong-willed children can grow up to be men and women of strong character. If loving, if lovingly guided with understanding and the right kind of discipline. So that's the goal. That's the point. And this seems to be a good resource. You can see the back of the book is torn, but... I was reading the dedication, and this was great. It reminded me of something that I needed to remind to Lovey. This book is affectionately dedicated to my own late mother, 
who was blessed with a brilliant understanding of children. She intuitively grasped the meaning of discipline and taught me many of the principles I've described on the following pages. And, of course, she did an incredible job raising me, as everyone can plainly see today. But I've always been puzzled by one troubling question. Pay attention, lovey. Why did my fearless mother become such a permissive pushover the moment we made her grandmother? So, again, I'm thinking about what has to happen in my life to feel good about the progress that I've made. So when I fast forward the clock five years, that's going to put Maddie at a whopping age of eight. Caleb will be... Wait a minute. Yeah, Caleb will be eight. Maddie will be six. Lovey will be 49. And Pops will be 127. How old will you be in five years? Let's check back and have a little review. So that's what we're going to be focusing on as we develop our attempt to develop capable young people. One of my favorite uh, teachers over the years, and I hope you're enjoying the, uh, the B-roll. The B-roll here is uh, provided for your entertainment. One of our goals on Maddie for President is to provide the best B-roll on YouTube. So this is a video podcast. If you're listening and you're missing the video, well, you're missing the video. Hopefully you're enjoying the video. Check it out on YouTube and don't forget to subscribe and hit that little bell and leave a comment. And if the comment is reasonably interesting, we'll give you a shout out and mention it in the show. And if not, we'll just delete it. So anyway, Dr. Glenn, my family in my wife and I especially discovered some learnings later in life that we really wish we would have learned early on in life. And so Dr. Glenn, he's passed now, but he's one of one of the people that I consider to be the most, uh, well, most helpful resources of my life as a parent. And so I'm going to be going back through the resources that we have with Dr. Glenn. And this story about the horse was one that I wanted to share because it just reminded me of so much that I wished I'd known with my kids and so many things I want to practice with Caleb and Maddie. Some years ago when we were raising horses, one of my daughters had, had developed great skill in dealing with horses. I had not learned some of these principles then, and I was raised in a family where we believed the more you ream people out, the better they would do. That turned out to not be the case. Uh, where do we ever get the idea? Kids will do better when you make them feel worse. We don't, <clears throat> but that was my belief system, so I was running on that perception. We had some fairly expensive horses, and so I would look out and see her working with the horses. She would do some little thing that I disagreed with or maybe didn't understand. I'd see her pull on its mouth or something, and I would charge across the field and engage in this bellicose ranting, what kind of a defective mind would do that? <clears throat> and I noticed that <laughs> Over the years that we'd done this, this daughter had never sought me out for advice of any kind <laughs> and had, had uh, never voluntarily accepted any from me. And my perception was a totally pig-headed kid that you couldn't teach anything to. Okay, and she'd make a little mistake and I'd rush out to the fence, and she'd tighten up and, you know, fall, and she'd be holding on like mad to deal with the projected wind coming at her, the, this hot air. And then when I'd leave, she'd go on in her own way. Well. 
something happened for me. Someone called and said we would like Christy to travel with us because she has such great skill working with horses. I said, now is my bellicose ranting conveying that same belief in her potential? No way. Okay, so uh, I said, well, maybe the way I'm dealing with her, since others respect her ability, isn't really conveying that to her. <clears throat> and so if I want this openness between us, I may have to change the way I'm dealing with her to make that possible. So over the next few weeks, and when I would become aware, I'd see her do something, and I'd immediately go like this, and I'd take a deep breath, and I'd wander over gently to the fence, and when she'd come by, I'd say, when you get a minute, I'd like to say something. And she fell off her horse the first time, because she was bracing for the <coughs> hurricane, and it didn't come. And, and I'd talk with her about this, chat with her about it. Uh, finally, after I had become about 70% reliable, you know, 70% of the time now I was acting rather than reacting. I hadn't seen any change. She still hadn't invited me in. But one day I called her over and I said, I, uh, what differences have you observed the last few weeks in how I've been dealing with you while you've been working the horses? She said, well, you haven't been yelling and screaming and making an ass out of yourself like you used to. <laughs> and, and she said, uh, and I certainly appreciate that, and I'm sure the neighbors do, okay, within a mile or so of us. And I said, well, what things can you think of that may account for that change? She said, I have no idea, but I'm grateful for it. I said, well, I wanted to share with you why I made that change. People were, were conveying to me their appreciation and respect for your mastery of this difficult art, and I decided dealing with you the way I was wasn't really conveying to you that I saw that same growth in you. So, the, you know, the way I've been dealing with you now reflects what, what I'm trying to convey is respect for the ability that I've seen you develop and I'd like to, to work with you in a more dignified way. She leaned down, kissed the top of my head. <laughs> you, you wouldn't appreciate it, but I, I'm certainly <laughs> equipped for, for this. She'd get a mouthful of brush off you, but <laughs> kissed the top of my head and said, well, you don't need to do it, Dad. It's okay. A couple of weeks later, though, I was in the kitchen doing a chore of some kind. I hear clop, clop, clop out in the carport area. I look out, there she is on one of her horses, and she says, Dad, when you get a few minutes, could you come over and stand by the rail and see if you can see what he's doing? Because I can't figure it out from where I was. And I fell right over myself in a faint, <laughs> and she became teachable. See, what I did was cause her to begin to believe credibly that I saw her as capable, significant, influential, that I gave her credit for that. She didn't immediately adjust her behavior because she was running on her old perceptions. But once I had changed the conditions, then changed the perceptions, it changed for her where she was. So you have two alternatives when you're trying to work with people's perceptions and change. Ideally, change the conditions and then change the perception. If you can't change the conditions, you can t still change their perceptions of it. If they have an angry, frustrated friend that's driving them nuts, sit and talk with them about now that they know that that friend will respond that way and what ways can they voluntarily deal with that situation differently. Like Al-Anon says, if you believe the solution to your problem depends on someone else changing, you're as sick and out of control as they are. Okay, if you can now expect that, then what will you do differently knowing that's a possibility? And as soon as you do, you're acting rather than reacting and that gives you a sense of ownership. So the first principle, is that attitudes and behavior come from our perceptions. You want to change the attitude and behavior, find out where the perception has gone awry or where it's an accurate perception but leaves some need for change. Change and then negotiate the change with them. So that was a great 
little story. I'll share more stories from Dr. Glenn and Dr. Dobson moving forward. So it's time for our weekly shout out and sharing. And if you haven't left a five-star review in iTunes, now's a good time to jump onto iTunesVote.com where you'll be able to leave a comment and a review for Maddie for president. But this is one from Caitlin97 from the United States. Another, she writes this in her review and I appreciate it. By the way, Katie, it was one of my students at the University of Houston in our personal finance course. So thanks, Katie. I appreciate you uh, giving us the compliment and leaving the review. Thank you so much. So she says, another avenue by which my time spent driving can be a time in which I grow. What a genuine, humble, enjoyable podcast. In many ways, it's a breath of fresh air and a culture saturated with negative news cycles and explicit content. It's nice to tune in to a place that promises constructive content, honest and non-threatening. I can't wait to continue learning from Maddie. There are so many lessons to learn from a pure little heart. And that's our hope, that's our intention. So thank you very much, Katie. I appreciate you leaving the review. If you're listening to the show in iTunes, please leave a review, a five-star review. We'll give you a shout out. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you're looking for. And again, uh, tell us what kind of resources you've found as a parent or grandparent, a mom, a dad. I guess that's the same as a parent, a brother, a sister. Uh, Maybe it was something your parents did to help you grow or something that your uncle or aunt did, something that your family learned and helped each other learn with. So, Again, Dr. Dobson is a resource I discovered, rediscovered this week, and we'll keep looking at more. So finally, before we leave today, I wanted to uh, play something that I found on the internet. Talk about excellent, amazing B-roll. This is one of my favorite comedies, and it just reminds me, it's a little piece from these two characters who... They must have done this many, many times, but it's one of my all-time favorite funny pieces. It's hard to find funny things these days because comedians have become so political. So I don't, I'm, I'm not much of a follower of comedians lately, but I do like comedy. I like clean, wholesome, funny comedy, and that's what this is. So I'm going to leave you with this funny note until next week, and we're going to have some family meetings to talk about what we can do to make the show better. Lovey came up with the idea of the golden rule. We're going to be incorporating scripture and biblical teaching along the way. And uh, this week's been kind of tough. We all kind of got sick. Caleb started it, shared it with Maddie. Maddie shared it with Pops. I hope I'm not sharing it with anyone, but uh, it's been a pretty I even took a day off from work this week, and Caleb took off some work time as well. So the whole production team was not really with it. So this week's show is a little discombobulated, hopefully not so much as it was last week, and hopefully a little more discombobulated than it might be next week. So we're working on a better plan, but we appreciate the opportunity just to share a few minutes with you each week with Maddie and Caleb and Lovey and Pops and uh, some of the lessons and principles that we're looking for and learning and teaching to help empower capable, competent, confident, courageous kids in a culture filled with anxiety and fear and a lot of chicken-hearted people. Until next time, have a great week and enjoy our little B-roll from YouTube.
friends. I told you that my partner would be here, and here he is. Didn't we expect him, did you? Now, he always shapes up. Now, why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? All right, what would they like to hear? I'll something different. Now, okay. is there anything special that you would like to hear us do? Baseball. Any, uh, baseball. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got the props for you here. Oh, you uh, came prepared, didn't you? All set, huh? <laughs> well, this is a must. I guess it's a must. We've got to do it. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let me see. It looks all right. Okay, all right. right. We'll pretend. We'll just pretend. All right, I'll take it easy with that. We'll just pretend that uh, we're organizing a baseball team here at the retired actors' home. And I am the manager. Now, you're going to be the manager of the retired actors' baseball team? Yes. I would like to join the retired actors' baseball team. Oh, you would? And I would like to know some of the guys' names on the team, so if I want to play with them, I know them, and I meet them on the street or in the home here, I can say hello to them. Oh, sure. But you know they give baseball players nowadays very peculiar names. You know, a lot of funny names. You know, like uh, Stinky Fields. Stinky Fields. Uh, Goofy Dan. Booby Bobber. Booby Bobber. I know all <laughs> But let's see. Now, we have on our team, we have who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find then, out, the guy's name. And then, uh -huh. That's what I want to find out, the guy's name. I'm telling you, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Now, Abby, you now, want to be the manager of the baseball team? Yes. You know the guy's names? Well, I should. Well, now, you tell me the guy's names on the baseball I team. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. You ain't saying nothing to me yet. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> I'm telling him. You ain't said nothing yet. Go ahead and tell me. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Is on third. You know the guy's oh. names on the baseball team? Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. <laughs> who is on first? What are you asking me for? I don't know. Now, wait a minute. I'm, not I'm on... asking you who's on first. That's his name. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. That's it. <laughs> That's his name. Well, you ain't said nothing. I ain't asked you nothing. You did. You know the guy's name on first sure. base? Go ahead and tell me the guy's name on first base. Who? <laughs> the guy playing first base. Who is on first, Lou? What are you asking me for? Now, don't get excited. I'm saying who. I'm asking you a simple question. Who's on first? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's it. That's who? <laughs> I'm asking you, what's the guy's name on first oh, base? Oh, no. What's on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Don't mix up my I'm point. not mixing up anybody. Now, what's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who is on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. How did I get on third base? You mentioned his name. I mentioned his name? Yes. I don't know anybody's name on the team. I, uh, how could I mention a guy's name? You did. You just mentioned it. All right. What's the guy's name on third base? No, what's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. <laughs> I didn't even mention a guy's name on third base. Yes, you did. Look. All right, then. Who's playing third base? No, who's on first? I'm not asking you what's on first. What's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. He's third base. <laughs> I don't know anybody on a baseball team. You do. You mention their names. I do? Sure. You got an outfield? Well, naturally. The left fielder's name. Why? <laughs> I, I, I just thought I'd ask you. I just thought I'd ask you. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. Well, go ahead. Tell me. Tell you what? The left fielder's name. Why? Because I want to know. Because. Oh, he's center field. You know these players as well. Who's as in I... center field? No, who's on first? What's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Third base. <laughs> Do you know the guy's name's on the team? Look, Louie, uh, you don't seem to understand. See, I have a first baseman. You, I know you got a first... Gets his I asked you, what's, what's the first... I asked you, what's the first baseman's name? No, what's the second baseman's name? I, I'm going to stop asking you, sir. I asked you, what's the first baseman's name? What's the second baseman's name? I don't even get past the first... 
All right, who's on second? Who's on first? What base do you want to talk about? You talk about anyone you want to talk about. All right, now who's on first? Right. Okay. No. 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 All right, you got a first base. Yes. When you pay off the first base from every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. <laughs> every dollar of it. Who gets it? He does. Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Whose wife? Yes. <laughs> Why not, Lou? He's earned it. Who did? Yes. <laughs> Look, will you pay off the first base from every month? You get a receipt from the guy? Sure. How does he sign his name? Who? The guy you give the money to. Who? The guy you give the money to. <laughs> well, that's how he signs it. That's Lou. how who signs it? Yes. Who do I tell me? That's it. Who? <laughs> Look, you go to first base. Yes. And you say to him, here's your money, sign the receipt. How does he sign his name? Who? The guy you give the money to. That's how he signs it. That's how who signs it? Yes. Sure. <laughs> you gotta get a receipt from the guy, don't you? Get one, Lou. How does the guy on first base sign his name? Who? The guy on first. That's how he signs it. I'm asking, when you give the guy the money, what's the guy's name that you give the money to? Now, wait a minute. What signs his own? Who signs his own? No, who signs his? <laughs> I mean, what's the guy's name on first you get the... What is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. <laughs> the fielder's name, the center field. I don't know. You got a pitcher on a team? Well, this be a fine team without a pitcher. It's a fine team without a The pitcher's name. Tomorrow. Uh, you don't well, want I to tell can't, me today? I, I can't change that name. You don't want to tell me today? I'm telling you. Go ahead. Tell me the pitcher's name. Tomorrow. <laughs> Why not tell me today? I am going to tell you. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right, what time tomorrow you tell me the pitcher's name? What time what? What time tomorrow you're going to tell me who's pitching? Who is not pitching? I'll break you around you see who's on first. I want to know what's the pitcher's name. What's on second? I don't know. Third base. Third base. Third base. You got a catcher? <laughs> Certainly you've got a catcher on a baseball team. Catcher's name? Today. Today. Tomorrow's pitching. Today's catcher. Now you've got it. Now i got it. All i got, we got a couple of days on the team. That's I all. I can't help that, Lou. I don't You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty good catcher myself. So they tell me. Yeah, now I get behind the plate and I'm going to do some fancy catching and tomorrow's pitching on my team, right? Yes. Now tomorrow he winds up the ball and I'm behind the plate and the heavy hitter gets up. Yeah. Now the heavy hitter gets up and, he, and he's ready to hit the ball and tomorrow's going to throw the ball I'm the catcher. Mm. Now I'm going to try, tomorrow throws the ball, the guy that punched the ball. Now when he punched the ball, me being a good catcher, I'm going to throw the guy out of first base, so I pick up the ball and throw it to who? Now that's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about! <laughs> well, that's all you have to do! Is to throw the ball at first base! Yes! Now who's got it? Naturally. Sure! <laughs> Look, the guy is running at first base, yeah. Ivan, I want to throw the guy out! So? So I throw the ball to who? Naturally. <laughs> throw it to who? Naturally. And who's got it? Naturally. Huh. So I pick up the ball and I throw it to natural. No, no, no. <laughs> you throw the ball to first base, then who gets it? Naturally. That's it. Now you're sure. the same thing. Right. I pick up the ball, so I throw it to natural. You don't. I throw it to who? That's, That's what I'm saying. I say I throw the ball to who? Naturally. You ask me. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. Same as you. Say it that I throw the ball to natural. You don't. You throw it to who? Now who's got it? Naturally. That's what I said. Whoever it is better get it. That's He'll all get I can it. Don't worry about who. Who'll get it? Yes. He better get it. All right. Now, I throw the ball to who. Whoever it is drops the ball so the guy runs a second. Who picks up the ball and throws the what? What throws the I don't know. I don't know. Throws it back to tomorrow. Triple play. Could be. Another guy gets up and it's a long fly ball to because. Why? I don't know. He's on third and I don't give a darn. I said, I don't give a darn. Oh, that's our shortstop. I mean, he didn't. Uh, <laughs>